Hello and welcome back to the Politics Unboxed podcast. My name is Reese, and uh, today going to be having a look at the United Kingdom uh, in our coronavirus updates section of the podcast and specifically, uh, well, some news concerning the Prime Minister and the government response to COVID-19. Um, we are going to be having a look at the different attitudes taken in Cabinet right now about any possible exit strategies and then we're going to be looking at some claims that look like they will be damaging to the Prime Minister. Um, reports coming out from, I believe it was the Sunday Times, um, which have been essentially accusing Boris Johnson, again the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, um, of sleepwalking into the coronavirus crisis. Uh, and it was... Yeah, the 38 days when Britain sleepwalked into the crisis. And that has been gathering a lot of traction and headlines, um, which has been getting well, people on both sides of the political aisle, understandably, riled up about the Prime Minister. Um, it is going to be very interesting to see how that goes on but more on that slightly later for now we're going to focus on a cabinet split uh, now i mentioned to you um must be about a week ago now that there was a cabinet split over when to lift the lockdown and i said that rishi sunak and Priti patel were on one side favoring a swifter reopening and that matt hancock and michael gove were on the other wanting the virus to be really suppressed for a longer period of time before um, the opening of the country. Well, it would appear that unless those first reports were somewhat erroneous, that Michael Gove has switched sides. He is now behind Rishi Sunak, favouring a swift. Going to be a t uh, well, it's going to be a difficult challenge for Boris Johnson. He's facing a split at the very, very top of his cabinet. Um, some of his most senior. Uh, advisors, uh, his most senior ministers. Uh, you could argue that apart from the Prime Minister, Michael Gove is, um, although Dominic Raab is effectively the Deputy Prime Minister, but Michael Gove is probably the minister with the most clout um, in the sort of, well, in the cabinet, really. Uh, he seems to be more prominent in terms of the media appearances, he was more prominent in the Leave campaign. Uh, and he's been a frontline minister for far longer than Dominic Raab. So Michael Gove, to be batting on one side with the Chancellor on this issue, um, over the speed with which Britain exits the coronavirus lockdown, uh, and then the Health Secretary, obviously the person you would expect to be going to for advice on this particular issue, on the other, this is a big, big test. Um, of course, the Prime Minister is currently recovering from... Um, his trip to intensive care for coronavirus. He's at his country retreat in Chequers. Um, and this will be a big, big decision to make when he returns to the front line of the government. Um, the uh, tensions don't just run with ministers, however. Uh, Dominic Cummings, Boris Johnson's chief advisor, uh, is reported to be backing Matt Hancock, so putting him... Uh, against Michael Gove, perhaps 
not too surprising that Gove and Cummins um, not having the best of working relationships, uh, going back to their time in the education department, I believe. Um, whilst the cabinet secretary, the well, the chief civil servant in the country, uh, Mark Sedwell, he is taking a more well, they, it's a hawkish approach, according to reports. Uh, but he seems to be backing Sunak and um, and Gove, obviously without demonstrating a political bias either way. Um, in terms of the economic side of things, with Rishi Sunak, he has ordered Treasury officials to model for a U-shaped economic recovery from the virus. So as I was saying, uh, as I've been saying for the past couple of economy special podcasts, um, this virus it is feared, will not have a swift recovery. Um, The Chancellor is concerned that unemployed workers will not quickly be able to find new jobs, and his allies, so people like Michael Gove, uh, are worried some people won't immediately return to work, even if the restrictions are lifted. Um, We're seeing in areas... uh, Well, actually, if we go to Wuhan itself, um, despite the restrictions being lifted... Um, we aren't seeing the uptake in demand again from people. They, they've had their their patterns of behaviour changed by a prolonged period of lockdown. Uh, and the Chancellor, Rishi Sunak, just echoing the, um, the feeling that if there is something that they could do to lift the economic burden early, then uh, Sunak and his allies are worried uh, that the government shouldn't be seen to shy away from that. Um, what it is really being focused about, this strain within the cabinet, um, it centres on how low the the R number or the reproduction rate of COVID-19 should be allowed or should be before the lockdown is removed or unwound or diminished, watered down, however you want to put it, before some of the restrictions are lifted. Um, and... Mr. Gove and Mr. Sunak, so obviously the Chancellor of Duchy of Lancaster and the Chancellor himself, uh, believe, according to government officials who have confirmed this, believe that if the R number or the reproduction rate is sustainably below one, so that would mean the number of new infections is no longer rising and that for every one person infected with the virus, they go on to infect less than one additional person, um, then restrictions can begin to be lifted. Um, the Sunday Times first reported these tensions. Again, they've been doing a lot of good reporting around this particular issue. Uh, they've quoted Michael Gove telling colleagues, we need to run this hot. Um, so new virus cases, uh, and indeed the deaths, as I've continued to say, death being a lagging indicator, would be continuing. There would still be deaths from COVID-19, but because the R number had been sustainably below one, the NHS would have the capacity to cope according to that particular model, and that would then be enough um, for Michael Gove, Rishi Sunak, and the people in their camp on the side of Cabinet to say, well, this is now the time to reopen the economy, lift the lockdown restrictions, um, because... The government can cope, not the government can cope, the country can cope. Um, Matt Hancock, 
obviously the health secretary, um, wants the R number, again, the reproductive rate, uh, to be close to zero before beginning to reopen the economy. Now, he argues Britain cannot afford another damaging peak. Um, He stresses that the government's current lack of testing capacity is a key issue in all of this. Uh, And therefore, if there is still uh, concerns about whether the R number is actually below one uh, with the current levels of testing, well, then even if they are uh, allegedly uh, sustainably below one, if there aren't enough tests to prove that, then I think Matt Hancock would be very much of the opinion that the lockdown should not be lifted. Um, Michael Gove has said on Sunday, uh, again, around this lack of testing capacity, the government is on course to be able to test 100,000 a day by the end of the month. It currently only has the capacity for 38,000, and that is a big, big gap. Um, If that testing capacity is not there, then it makes any exit strategy uh, far, far more difficult. Um, Testing and tracing these, these contacts... Uh, getting the actual R number um, into focus and finding out what it is, they are key parts of this exit strategy. Um, So, again, this all feeds into Boris Johnson's huge, huge decision when he comes back from checkers. Uh, Do you take the number or the R number down to zero or start to end the lockdown? That's coming from one government advisor. And he called it the biggest policy issue facing the country. If we look at opinion polls, which it seems sort of cynical to say, but it is a major, major fact uh, in most politicians' calculations now. If we look at opinion polls, um, Mr Gove and Mr Sunak's approach is deemed too risky by the public. Um, Those who support a longer lockdown... And that is a policy broadly supported by the public. Um, Senior Conservatives have weighed in on this, uh, with one saying, the idea you can can control the rate of transmission just below R1, so uh, the place where Michael Gove and Rishi Sunak want to keep it, um, premised on the idea that you can control the spread of the virus, uh, turning the taps on or off is farcical. Um, Downing Street expects uh, the timetable for any lifting of this lockdown uh, to be guided by the SAGE expert committee and that's a government committee and that will give a report on the impact of different exit strategies within the next week. Um, A lot of the final decision that Boris Johnson will go on to make will probably be guided from uh, sorry by that SAGE report. Whether he goes with Rishi Sunak and Michael Gove on the one hand, whether he goes with um, Matt Hancock on the other. And there are various different ways in which you could open up the country. Some would be more successful than others. Obviously, we need to find an evidence-based approach that works so that we can open up the country without suffering uh, a harsh economic recession. Uh, But also, and this is the crucial point, without needlessly costing lives. Um, Now, Gavin Williamson, who was up doing the report, not the report, the uh, briefing yesterday, uh, he had to deny a report that there were plans to reopen schools on May the 11th. Um, That would be 
what, four days after this second three-week period of lockdown officially ends. Um, he has denied that. Ministers are studying a wide range of scenarios for a staged lifting of the restrictions, but the Education Secretary there adamant that the reopening of schools on May the 11th would not, uh, or is not, currently in the pipeline. Uh, a reopening of schools on that date would, um, to some degree, uh, sort of undermine the government's decision to call an early cancellation to A-level and GCSE exams, um, because that would mean that uh, reopening the schools on May the 11th would mean um, that the first date for A-level and GCSE exams would still be in the future, and therefore schools could have remained uh, or could have held those exams at the time at which they were set uh, without uh, obviously cancelling them, uh, which would have meant a lot less work in terms of the calculated grades and uh, other uh, proposals. Just in terms of those other uh, scenarios for a staged lifting of restrictions, one of them um, from a University College London paper uh, is called a traffic light exit and it proposes a red phase, amber phase, and green phase. Um, that red phase uh, is where some shops will open with social distancing, and some people are thinking that that phase could begin as soon as early May. That is, of course, assuming that this second three-week period of lockdown is the final three-week period of lockdown. Um, that red phase could then be followed by an amber phase in late May, during which people use public transport whilst wearing masks, and restaurants reopen with forms of social distancing. This would then move on to a green phase in mid-June, in which the public could be fully released from a lockdown if health experts allowed it, and then sporting events and other mass gatherings could resume along with international travel. And that seems to be a plan that is catching the government's eye. Um, what we see is that there are obviously pressures on the government to reopen the economy fast. Um, there are pressures from all over to reopen the economy in a timely fashion. Um, and with the Chancellor and the Chancellor of the Duchy of Lancaster, again, Rishi Sunak and Michael Gove, both pressing for that early exit, this traffic light strategy is looking appealing, especially if the three-week review of the lockdown is found uh, to sort of say uh, that this lockdown could begin to be lifted. Uh, so that traffic light strategy, again, just something that's catching Minister's eye, eyes. Uh, we don't have any confirmation that it is a UK strategy, but it is certainly not an outlandish uh, assessment to say that this strategy could end up being a UK-wide strategy. Um, I'm actually just going to stop this podcast here. Um, I was planning on doing the second half, uh, Boris Johnson, uh, the 38 days that we slept, walked or sleepwalked into coronavirus. I'm actually going to save that and do a full 15 minutes on it for tomorrow. Um, so this is going to stop here. Uh, I will probably one day put the two segments together 
but this is all the time we have today. I've managed to get it pretty much bang on to 15 minutes. Uh, I'd like to thank you very much for listening to the Politics Unbox podcast. Uh, I will see you around again soon for the next one. Stay safe and goodbye. Thank you.